Welcome to the Voices of Young People podcast, brought to you by Springtide Research Institute. In each episode, we hear directly from young people as they respond to our research and share about the issues impacting their lives. As sociologists and researchers, we see a new story unfolding for young people, one that moves beyond traditional institutional boundaries and requires careful attention to the inner and outer lives of emerging generations. At the intersection of being and becoming, it's the Voices of Young People. Hi everybody, this is Josh Packard back with you again, the Executive Director of Springtide Research Institute to bring you a special bonus episode of season three of the Voices of Young People podcast. As you know, season three has been all about uh, this new report that we that we uh, dropped in the fall, the State of Religion and Young People 2020 Relational Authority. And thanks to a very generous donation, we were able to uh, produce a Catholic-specific edition of that uh, of that report that's coming out in late January. I think about the same time that you're going to be hearing this. And it's, uh, it's it was a super opportunity for us to get to not only dig deeper into the data um, just about Catholic young people, but also then to to get to round out the narrative of that report with some essays of people working in the Catholic context with with young folks at various levels. So some people working at collegiate levels and um, others working at K through 12 levels in, in various places. And so throughout the throughout the report, you'll see uh, a decidedly Catholic flavor and some really great application of what relational authority can look like um, from from that faith background and theological standpoint. And it's there's just some really lovely and thoughtful applications of relational authority in real life, which I think is what you know, so often, so often when we hear the data or even get a really helpful framework like relational authority, it's it's nice to sort of close that loop and just get that last little step into what would this look like in, in my world. So whether you're Catholic or not, um, those applications can be useful, but especially if you're Catholic, you might be interested in that. Of course, you can download the report for free uh, on, on our website, springtideresearch.org. And in this episode, then we're going to focus on Therese, and you're going to hear directly from her, just as we've been doing all season. And she's going to talk about her experience as a, as a Roman Catholic. Therese is very artistic and young, and you know, full of questions. And she really speaks to how being embedded in a in a congregation that has leaders who are willing to let her explore and listen to her questions. Um, and, and not necessarily rush those things, but be the kinds of trusted guides. I mean, what they're doing is practicing relational authority. And I think it's uh, it's really great to, to be able to hear Therese talk about that in her own words. So I'll stop talking now. Uh, please go and download the report. We'd love to hear what you think about it. You can drop us a line anytime. And here is Therese. Hi, my name is Therese. I'm 15 years old. I'm Roman Catholic. I live in Lakewood, Colorado, and I run cross country, play piano, sing, and draw. Okay, so like I said, I'm Roman Catholic. Um, we are Christians, right? But the thing that sets us apart from other Protestants is that we believe in the full presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So we believe that the bread is actually his body and the wine actually turns into his blood. So we actually receive him himself into ourselves. So when I think of God, um, I think of a few things. So the main thing that comes to mind is, you know, the picture of God, the father from all of, like the children's Bibles, like the old man with the long beard, like looking down from the crowds, like blessing mirrors and stuff. 
Um, another one is the crucifix with Jesus dying on the cross, um, like a sign of his love for us. And then the third one is the Holy Spirit. Um, and his symbol is a dove or fire. So those are like the things that come to mind when I think of God. I go to Our Lady of Fatima Catholic Parish. Um, and I've gone there basically since I was a baby. Um, it's been a little bit difficult because of COVID. Like we shut down a little bit in the beginning and we did virtual masses, but now we have like every other pew is roped off. So we're still able to like attend church and receive the Eucharist. Um, it's also important to have a faith community because especially like when you're actually practicing your faith, because you need those people to support you and to ask questions. Like it's totally fine to ask questions, like ask questions. Those people are there to answer it for you. And it's really a, just a loving environment to be in. So the most like sacred experience I've ever had was up at camp, like I think it was four years ago or something like that. Um, so we were up in the mountains, uh, we were having mass at night, like before dinner and the sun was set already. So like it was dark and I looked up at the sky and I could just see all these stars and it was just infinitely beautiful. And, uh, what came to mind was God made this just so that I could see it. He made this with me in mind. And I felt like kind of small, right? Because like the universe is so big, but at the same time I felt infinitely loved and important. So some things I do to practice my faith are like attending Holy Mass and the things that we do at Holy Mass. So we read things from the Bible. Like we have people go up on the altar and read things from the Bible. And then the deacon reads the gospel. And then after that, um, the priest comes and gives like a homily or some would call it a sermon um, about the readings for the day. And like, um, just like if there's like a feast day that week, like Christmas or something, it could be centered around that. And then after that is the liturgy of the Eucharist, which is when we celebrate the Eucharist and uh, the priest consecrates the bread and the wine and it changes into the body and blood of Christ and then we all line up and go down the aisles and then receive Jesus into our bodies and then some other things I do are family prayers um I do like we pray before meals prayer, I also prayer journal and I go to adoration and so family prayers is also kind of a lengthy thing um I know just for my family uh it's really long anyway um so we start out by telling God what we're grateful for about that day like what we're thankful to him for bringing us that day and then after that we reflect on where we weren't with him that day we kind of just like think quietly in our hearts about uh maybe any sins we committed or where we were with God that day like where he helped us and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, we ask God to help us with something like the next day or in this coming week, like, God, I need help with finals coming up. Or 
um, God, I pray for this person who is sick and in the hospital, just things like that. Um, and then we ask our saints to pray for us. So it's more just like asking a friend to pray for us, right? Like Catholics don't worship saints. We just like, there are friends in heaven. And so uh, we ask them to intercede for us and help us here on earth. And then after that, um, we say a protection prayer for the night. So we say like, God, like stay with us, protect us from all evil and stuff like that. And then we like give each other hugs and then go to bed. So that's family prayers. And then prayer journaling. Uh, I just write letters to God, like about my day. So I'll be like, dear God, this is how my day went. Like, this is the stuff that's going on. It might be great. It might be not so great. Um, but it's really freeing and it's nice to like, especially if there are big emotions to like get it down on paper and just like get it out. Family life in the Catholic faith is really an interesting experience because like I, I get family envy. I don't think my family's perfect. I think other families are, but then other people come to our house and they say, your family is beautiful. Like, how do you do that? How are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, well, you only see the good part. Um, and I guess that's the truth is that every family um, really isn't perfect. And we, we struggle. There are apologies that have to be made and for also forgivenesses. And that's also another part of the Catholic faith is forgiveness. Um, we're sinners as humans. All of us sin. None of us is perfect. Um, but God's mercy is boundless. He will forgive you um, if you ask for his forgiveness. Like you have to be sorry for it, but he will forgive you. And um, I think that trust is also another really good thing to have. The overall impact that Catholicism has had on my life is that it is my life. Like Jesus is what I live for. Like God is what I live for. Um, so also, it is my life because I try to like wholly live it out in like every moment of my life. I try to like uh, be kind to people if they're, you know, taking me off or something um, and just like say thank you to God for like the little things that happen like during my day. So like if I have a good run or um, if my pumpkin bread turned out good or something like that, just be like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this. Um, and it's a hundred percent worth it to me because without my faith, I don't think I would have a really big purpose in this life. Like I would have nothing really wholly good to strive for. Um, and with God, he made me for something specific that only I can do and only I will ever be able to do. Like nobody else can do it. And so striving to like figure out what that one thing is and then fulfilling it. So some people um, who have helped me really live my faith are definitely my parents, uh, the youth leaders at my youth group and my confirmation sponsor. So my parents have um, they've obviously like taught me and led me and helped me grow like since I was born. They've helped me like come to know who Jesus is, come to know who God is as a whole, like with the Holy Spirit and the Father. Um, and 
they listen to my questions about like hmm like I'm not really so sure about like this one thing and they'll they'll help me through it and they'll be like oh well this is this is how it is and then it makes sense so the youth leaders at my youth group have been really helpful because they bring up things that I have never really thought of before and so they get the wheels in my brain turning and thinking about um, like new ways that God can work in my life or new ways that maybe I need to change to be closer to God and things like that. Confirmation is one of the seven sacraments in the Catholic faith. And it's kind of when you become like an adult Catholic, like when you are sent out into the world, like um, it's the final sacrament of initiation, like into the church. My confirmation sponsor um, is a really close friend of ours that I picked to basically walk with me for the rest of my faith life. Um, like for the rest of my entire life, really. Uh, and like we went out to coffee the other day and she answers my questions and my doubts and stuff. And maybe just things I'm struggling with just in school or with friends or something. Um, but it really just goes back to, having that loving faith community to confide in and uh, to be part of. It's okay to have doubts. Doubting isn't wrong. It's wrong when you accept the doubt and turn it into a belief. Um, so like recently, I've been going through some doubts. I've wanted to get out of them because doubt is not a fun thing to deal with. But uh, talking to my family and my confirmation sponsor uh, has really helped me to like kind of see more like who God is and kind of dispelling the doubt and like climbing out of that pit to like come back to God. Visit springtideresearch.org to hear more voices of young people and to download the State of Religion and Young People 2020 report, which is free thanks to a very generous donation. Today's show was produced by Marta Abuaji and TJ Birnbaum with original music by high school student Christian Unthank. Special thanks to our guest today and to all the young people whose perspectives and insights make our research possible. Remember to find us on social media at We Are Springtide and share your own stories with the hashtag showupforyoungpeople. Thanks for listening.